Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 56 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us, your servants, more of you. May you impart knowledge, wisdom, discernment into our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 12. Well, there are a lot of verses in this chapter underlined in my Bible. First, Jesus warns his disciples about the sin of the Pharisees, again calling it the leaven of the Pharisees. He tells them all things will be revealed in time. Things we say, others say, the tales we tell. It will all be revealed in time. We need to pray against telling false tales, which God the Father hates, and pray against telling secrets or talking badly about anyone. He goes on to instruct them to not worry or be afraid of people or what they can do to us, but be afraid of what God will do to us if he sends us to hell. The way to heaven is to believe in him, speak openly about him to others. He reassures them and us that God knows every hair on our heads and he will take care of us. Then he tells of the one sin that cannot be forgiven, blaspheming the Holy Spirit. We have read about this before and determined that blaspheming the Holy Spirit is to be willfully against God and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So let us be careful that we are mindful of God and his Holy Spirit, nudging us in a certain direction and then obey. Next, Jesus discusses wealth and covetousness. He warns against greed and then says, for a man's life does not consist in and is not derived from possessing overflowing abundance or that which is over and above his needs. And he goes on to tell the parable of a rich man who had gathered huge storehouses of goods and then rested. The man died after he had been in hot pursuit of earthly riches, however, hadn't taken the time to establish riches in heaven. So Jesus told the disciples and us, do not be anxious and troubled with cares about your life as to what you will have to eat or about your body as to what you will have to wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Only aim at and strive for and seek his kingdom and all these things shall be supplied to you also. Jesus gives us perspective in this chapter. He tells many stories and offers many analogies to show us the importance of pursuing him instead of the world. Let's see what's happening in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul writes to the church about the gifts of the Spirit, one of my favorite things to read about. In verse 7, Paul writes, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. We are not given gifts of the Spirit to taunt other people to jealousy, but we are given gifts of the Spirit to glorify God. Verse 11 says, all these gifts, achievements, abilities are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same Holy Spirit, who apportions to each person individually exactly as he chooses. We don't have a choice in the matter, so we need not judge others or wish we were given this instead of that. Paul lists some of the gifts as wisdom, knowledge, understanding, faith, power of healing, miracles, prophetic insight, discernment tongues, and interpretation of tongues. Each of these gifts is amazing, and each is needed in the church. Each is given as the Holy Spirit determines, and each is part of a larger body, the body of Christ. Paul's last charge is to work at cultivating our gifts. 
However, more important than any of these gifts is love. If we think about the Pharisees, they may have memorized scripture and been considered literate men, but they did not operate out of love. So every gift that is empty and devoid of love comes to nothing. Let's see what the Lord is instructing Moses in Leviticus chapter 21. God gives instructions to Moses about the priests. They needed to be holy as they were the ones offering sacrifices to the most holy God. They were not to come into contact with any dead person. While we might think that this is a priestly duty, it was not allowed back then. There was one exception, close relatives like mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters. God also gave Moses instructions about how they were to care for their hair and who they could marry. The last set of instructions had to do with Aaron's family, his sons. If any of them were born with any defects or blemishes, they were unable to serve God at the altar. They couldn't go near the altar, but they could eat the offerings that were acceptable to eat. In chapter 22, God told Moses how to keep Aaron and his sons holy. There were many do's and don'ts here, which shows us again that our God is holy and anything or anyone that comes into contact with him or his holy temple had to be clean and holy. Next, he tells Moses about the necessity of the perfectness of the sacrificial animal. They had to be without blemish or any imperfections to be sacrificed and considered holy by God. We can be thankful that Jesus was that perfect sacrifice for us and covers all our imperfections and sins. Lastly, God reminds Moses about not profaning his holy name. He said, but I will be hallowed among the Israelites. I am the Lord who consecrates and makes you holy. Let's see what's happening to David in Psalm 56. David had fled to a town called Gath when King Saul was pursuing him. This town was a town full of Philistines. They went to war against Israel and thought David would turn on them, so they sent him away. David writes of his enemies that lie in wait for him, but he still believes in God and trusts God will keep him safe. He is obviously distraught because he writes about his tears. In verse 8, he writes, you number and record my wanderings. You put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? There are two important notes here. Verses 4 and 11 are similar and when we have repeating phrases this means it is important both talk about praising god and trusting him and both ask the questions what can man who is flesh do to me david's reliance is in god the other thing to note in the last verse verse 13 is for you have delivered my life from death yes and my feet from falling that i may walk before god in the light of life and of the living I love when David writes about experiencing God on this earth instead of having to wait until he went to heaven. We will see this a few times in the book of Psalms, and it is life-giving every time we read it. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, thank you for being present in our daily lives. Thank you for teaching us more about you and loving us, even though we are far from perfect. Help us receive your love today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.